Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Do you love time machines, musicals, and jokes? Of course you do. That's why Story Pirates creator Danny Teeger made a brand new podcast called Musical Time Machine. Who says you can't have a dance party while learning about diverse trailblazers? From Abraham Lincoln and Harriet Tubman to George Washington Carver and Thomas Edison. Search for Musical Time Machine on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts to join the fun. What to build? What to build? Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Yo, kids, yo! It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat, beaming into your ears all the way from Lucy Wallace Barn in Pflugerville. Along with me is the one and only Guy Neville. Uh, one second, Kapow, I- I'm researching something on my computer. Uh-huh, uh, oh, okay, yep, uh-huh, right. <laughs> I knew it. What did you find out, Guy? That I'm the best, <laughs> see? It says right here at this website, guyisthebest.flugernet. Wait, did you make that website? Uh, maybe. I mean, no. Okay, yeah, I made it. I have to say that it is a pretty cool-looking website. Well, Kapow, when you're the best, as it clearly says I am right here, that includes being the best at website building and all things computers. Cool! I may not be the best at using a computer, but I do know a lot about a guy who invented the computer. What? Uh, a guy invented the computer? Huh, that makes sense. People named Guy do all sorts of amazing things. No, Guy. His name wasn't Guy. He was a guy whose name was Charles Babbage. Oh, uh, wait. I've heard of Charles Babbage. Wasn't he a uh, mathematician and a philosopher? Yep, he was also a mechanical engineer, an inventor, and the father of modern computing. Whoa, was there anything Charles Babbage couldn't do? Play music out of his butt? (laughs) Only I can do that. Okay, Kabow, why don't we forget about your butt and focus on Babbage? Deal. Charles Babbage was born in 1791 in England. He was one of four children born to Betsy and Benjamin Babbage. (laughs) Nice alliteration with those big bouncy B sounds, buddy. What's alliteration? It's when a bunch of words start with the same sound, like Betsy and Benjamin Babbage. Oh! In that case, alliteration is a literally amazing! (laughs) 
Anyway, when Benjamin was a kid, he fell in love with his school library. I love libraries myself. You can learn anything in a library. That's right! Benjamin tried to learn everything he could. He loved learning. In fact, he loved learning so much that he quickly rose to the top of his class and then went off to college where he rose to the top of that class. But he didn't just study at college. He was also a member of all sorts of clubs, including the Ghost Club, which investigated supernatural happenings. What? Wait, is this a ghost story, Kapow? I, I, I wasn't prepared for ghosts. <laughs> uh, no, did Babbage become a Ghostbuster? No, Babbage didn't become a Ghostbuster in college, guy. But he did become an inventor. Ghostbusters are inventors, Kapow. Haven't you heard my podcast about proton packs? Of course I have, guy. But while Babbage's first invention didn't catch Slimers, it was still very cool. You see, back in Babbage's time, everything had to be calculated by hand, which took forever and meant every company had to pay someone just to do all of their math every day. So Babbage decided to design a mechanical device that could perform calculations perfectly and would save time and money. I don't know. You're a mechanical device, and you waste time and lose money. I can play music out of my butt, guy. Ha! Is that a waste of time? Ugh, less about your booty and more about Babbage, please. Fine. Babbage's first calculating machine was completed in 1822. It was powered by cranking a handle and was called the Difference Engine Number Zero. Whoa, that sounds like a superhero's tool. A super invention. The difference engine number zero. The British government thought it was a super invention too. So they gave Babbage money to build a bigger and more powerful one. So Babbage immediately whipped out his trusty pencil and paper. And next thing you know, he'd drawn a new design that he called the difference engine number one. I'm not sure why. Huh. Uh, because one comes after zero? Huh. Let me check my calculator real fast. Uh, you're right. Anyway, when Babbage finished designing engine number one, he looked at his drawings and realized that there was a problem. It was too big. It had over 25,000 working parts and would weigh over 13 tons and be over eight feet tall. Wow. An eight foot tall calculator? Whoa, that would never fit your backpack. Exactly! So the government decided to stop funding the project. But Babbage kept going all the same. And soon, he designed a new and improved difference engine. Let me guess. Difference engine number two? Huh, how'd you know? Because two comes after one, Kapow. Uh, let me check that on my calculator. One plus one? Uh, hey, you're right again! Anyway. Engine number two wasn't just a better design. It was a whole new kind of machine. It didn't just do math. It also allowed you to write and even print it. A machine that does math and lets you print? Uh, that sounds like a computer. Exactly. Babbage had designed the first computer. But once again, when he looked at his drawings, there was a problem. It would cost a lot of money to make. And Babbage didn't have much. Sadly, because of the cost, Babbage would never get to see his computer design come to life. So, wait, 
You're saying that Babbage invented the first computer on paper, but never got to make it? Well, yeah, but even though he couldn't build it, his design inspired the people who did build the first computer, which is why he's considered the father of computers. And don't worry, he got to see plenty of his other inventions come to life. Those included the cow catcher, which is a metal frame attached to the front of trains that clears the tracks of obstacles, and an ophthalmoscope, which is a tool used in eye exams and is very hard to say. Ophthalmoscope, ophthalmoscope, ophthalmoscope. It is hard. Ophthalmoscope, ophthalmoscope, ophthalmoscope. You know, the more you say, the easier it gets. Huh, that's great, but. I still wish his computer, engine number two, had been built. I'm not done, guy! Fast forward to 1991. A bunch of people felt like you, and so they decided to take his designs and try them out. Soon, a functioning difference engine number two was sitting at the Science Museum in London. It had 8,000 parts, weighed five tons, and measured 11 feet long. And it worked! It had taken over 60 years, but Babbage's computer was alive. Wow! So, Babbage dreamed up an idea that was so far ahead of its time that it couldn't be built during his lifetime. But in the future, when technology caught up, it worked. That's right, guy. Sometimes an idea you write on paper comes to life a long time later, which is why it's always good to write things down and then eat the paper later for safekeeping. Speaking of eating, is it just me? Or are you craving a computer omelet? Oh, scrambled chips. Okay, I think Kapow needs a snack. So we better finish up here before he eats my Apple computer. But if you'd like to talk more about Babbage, computers, Pflugerville, just send an email to Guy at GoKidGo.com. Or to me at Kapow at GoKidGo.com. Now, Go out and have yourself an inventive day. Make something, build something, go big, and then go bigger. And as always, go kid, go. Go kid, go. Go kid, go. like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.